As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high-flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eating prey like bazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. I love the combines. It's effectively the start of the offseason. I know they talk about the senior bowl like that. And what a long offseason it was. When you're at like a company event with Bo, it's it's honestly, it's it's like Peyton Manning at a quarterback convention. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a big deal with these things. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends from Radio Row at the Scouting Combine. It is Tuesday afternoon, about 5.05 p.m. Bo Wolf. Marissa Dunn, Zach Berman, and you will see over my left shoulder, oh, Nick right. Sirianni, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, who may or may not be joining us later on this episode of Birds with Friends. <laughs> As and, he walks away. And I say now, um, having had some discussions. Uh, oh, wait. With, hold on. We yeah. were muted. We were muted. <laughs> Are we unmuted? We're unmuted now. Hello, everybody. Once again, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Bo, Zach, and Marissa. Tuesday afternoon. You just saw Nick Sirianni. There's his the red Phillies sweatshirt. Uh, sweatshirt. He may or may not be joining us later in the show. Um, unfortunately, uh, we have gone on long enough. And so I say for Marissa and Zach <laughs> and Coach Sirianni, we thank you for joining us on this episode of Birds with Friends Live from the Combine. We'll talk to you later this week for Flu World Order. And as always, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> As is often the case, no one understands the joke here. Uh, we're at the Sounding Combine. Big day here for the Eagles. Uh, we're still going? Nick Sirianni spoke. This is going on Rose. long enough, don't you think? Howie Roseman spoke. Who could possibly uh, hang Eagles, on this long? Most importantly, the Eagles the hired. The numbers tell us people have dropped <laughs> off by now. The Eagles hired their offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson. Their defensive coordinator, Sean Desai. They have started to assemble the coaching staff. Still some moves to make, but quarterbacks coach Alex Tanney. Uh, Marcus Brady, now the senior offensive assistant. TJ Pagnetti, a running game specialist and an assistant tight ends coach. So a lot going on. This is the newsiest day of the non-playing season to date. And uh, we are here to chronicle and cover it all 
at the scouting combine. All right, let's start with lunch. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're together for the first time in a long time. Uh, it's a nice opportunity for us to break bread together. Wait, first time we, in like eight hours because we were with each other last night. Yeah, like but a, we were not like together. We were doing the podcast and then we had the company happy hour. We didn't get to have a meal together. So we set up lunch today. Uh, we're asking Michael Dunn, who's in town, if he can join us for lunch. We're texting around like, let's meet up at uh, let's meet up at Cafe Patichu at 1130 for a for a team lunch. Right? Mm-hmm. Team lunch. We yep. sit down. Marissa and I get there first. Jack is late as always. <laughs> Wait, no. And that's 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 erroneous. You were there at 1120. I was there at 1126. <laughs> I was there at 1126. I was early. That's late by Coughlin time. <laughs> were you not? I mean, Sorry, Marissa and I were there first, so Zach shows up late. Marissa and I, we're get, we've got our waters. We're looking at the menu. It's a QR code situation. <laughs> Great menu trying to figure out what we're going to have. You know, talking shop. Just about life. Talking shop, huh? No, no, okay. just Talking about life. Shop. Not about the not about okay. anything business related, just like, you know, what's going on in our lives, what's uh, the free agency situation coming up for Michael. Zach plops down, sits uh, at the head of the table, crosses his arms and goes, "All right. I think we need the shows to be shorter." <laughs> okay, that's a uh, that's that's not an actual The shows portrayal. are too long. Okay, that's not an accurate portrayal of what occurred. I'm sorry. Uh, hello. If, uh, uh, nice look, to see you, Zach. Uh, okay, I know. Can uh, we hang out? Like, so if if what if is this? We're ostensibly here to be reporters this week, so let's let's have accurate information. Okay. Um, is that we, not how you remember it, Marissa? First off, we had some small talk because we we're talking about Michael coming. All right, and I wanted to make sure we had we finished the shop talk, if you will, before Michael arrived at lunch. Okay, so after we put in our orders, I said, "Were you under the impression that we were having shop talk? <laughs> you did should, you think this was? Did you think this was like a?" A retreat to plan the Birds with Friends off-season experience, or did you think this was a nice lunch between friends who got to who get to see each other, you know, together in person for one of the very few times we're together? This is so much pressure. I feel like I, like I said to you guys, I feel like a small child whose parents were disagreeing at the table. So, and I was just stuck in the middle, and I was like, "Please, can we just enjoy our breakfast together?" <laughs> So Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking, too. Can we just enjoy our breakfast together? Not like, oh, I think we should get a manual Acho on the show. <laughs> right. uh, you're talking to someone here who, who has, oh, man. Who, no, uh, by the way, who's, who, who's, who's never met a company happy hour he doesn't like. Okay. But usually when, what are you talking about? I when, when you have, when, when there's a, uh, a, a quote unquote team lunch, I interpret that to mean let's, let's talk business. So we, we got our, our, um, small talk out of the way. We ordered the food, and I said, "So I, so some, some." I've been off, thinking a lot about this, and I think that the show that we're doing is no, not the show that we should do. No timeout. That's first off. This is a huge day for the Eagles. We should talk about that. But because you brought it up, simply said, I said there are there are two things I think we can do to improve the show this off season. I think we can have more guests. Okay, because I thought our and I said I thought our Super Bowl shows were really good because of the dynamic of a guest. Agreed. And then, Agreed. And then I, I would argue it is because we were in person with the guests who yeah. we already had experience with. But yeah, okay. And then I said that I, you know, I think we can tighten up our shows. Uh, I I think they can be too long, and I'm trying I'm trying to I, I think we should tighten it up. And I talked about the data that we have that shows when people stop listening to the show. 
Okay. Not now, the DFOPs. Now, not the minions. Now, not the sickos. Look, okay? this is, I don't care about those other people. You might as well <laughs> spit in my face. <laughs> okay. Hey, look, there's there are um, some people who are like stuck in time. It would be like if who, I walked up to you and I said, your backdrop sucks. <laughs> look. I'm not afraid of progress. You, I'm not you afraid made of me change. feel like a real not, dirt of the earth. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Person. You know, it's 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 very easy to 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 be scared of things that that aren't like you. Okay, this is this is a situation where what you're trying Tell to do Zach. is says DeSantis over here. <laughs> oh. Says DeSantis over here. Um, what, what you're the trying to do? The chat is saying the puns are not long enough. <laughs> Let's hear from you. Let's hear from you. Okay. If you think that the podcasts are too long, tell us. We won't listen to you, but. <laughs> But, Let us know. Let's. But we, let's we, why don't you check out the iTunes comments for a second? Believe Ooh. me, the iTunes comments are no friends of Bubble, and I am no friends of the iTunes commenters. Okay, they indeed they are listening to the wrong show. <laughs> all right, so that's that's all. It was it was a very innocent yeah. proposal. It's, it's actually to improve. curious how many of them have the last name Berman, but. <laughs> I literally don't think there's a Berman who knows how to leave an iTunes comment. Okay, so uh, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Uh, but I it, think it was a. I mean, Jack Berman was trying to be productive leave, uh, in our lunch Thank and you. casual. I don't think it was meant to be like we need to make the episode shorter. <laughs> but I know that's how you thought we were just getting lunch, didn't you? You thought no, we were just I mean, getting a fun lunch together. I mean, we could always talk about the show and the off-season plan, and yeah, when we're on next. Slack all day long. Like, God forbid you try to improve a show, right? Like goodness, goodness. How could you improve this? <laughs> oh, I have some ideas. Yeah. Oh, and then I and then I, I also I was thinking said, one thing we could do about the show is maybe uh, Bo shouldn't be on it anymore. <laughs> I've been wow. reading the iTunes comments and I think that I think they're onto something. Um anyways, uh are are you, are you finished or can we talk about the news of the I don't day? know, Marissa, I feel like uh what do you think? I mean, I don't want to take either side here. I support both of you and the show and all the listeners. And I do think that it was a very busy day for the Eagles. And there's a Thank lot you. to get to. Thank you. So right, we spent you know, nine minutes we need on to, lunch. We need to do like a, uh, like a survey, like a listener survey. Yeah. Ask the people if they think the show is too long. Uh, it can be like a choose your own adventure. If you think the show is too long, you can jump off a cliff. But <laughs> wait, Bo was in the fighting mood because I complimented the waitress, and Bo was at my neck about oh, that as Zach, well. Oh, I was hoping you didn't remind oh. him about <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How would you take this? You are a hardworking, busting your balls waitress. You you know that you're a very good waitress, and you know, uh, like halfway through the not even halfway through the meal, like two minutes into the meal, one of your customers goes, "You're a very good waitress." <laughs> I thought it was very nice. Thank you, Marissa. It was, she was. She Who are you to tell me I'm a good waitress? <laughs> Only you would be offended by the, by, by when someone's accommodating oh, you. Oh, thank you. Dear, like the, like the, like the Roger Ebert of waitresses has, has deemed me thumbs up. <laughs> she was giving, she, she was accommodating. She was giving recommendations. Um, she was juggling a handful of things. And I said, thank you. I said, you're a really good waitress. I, I thought it was a compliment. I, I took it as a compliment. Thank too. you. I think it, I think most reasonable people would. <laughs> well, but Zach, you walked into that. He forgot about it. I did forget about it. Okay. And I was like thinking, uh, oh, Bo so. forgot about that, and then uh, you brought it up. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I mean, I didn't feel as strongly about that as I did about like the the spit being uh, hocked in my face by 
Zach telling me plopping down and saying the show needs to be shorter. <laughs> but being hot in your phone. All right, let's let's talk Eagles. Let's talk let's talk Brian Johnson. Let's talk Sean Desai. Let's talk Howie Roseman. Let's talk Nick Sirianni. This was a busy day for the Eagles. The busiest day of the non-playing season. All right, why don't we talk? Why don't we start with Brian Johnson? Well, let's go chronologically because that was the news that broke first mm-hmm. uh, and the least surprising mm-hmm. uh, of the news. Brian Johnson, new offensive coordinator. Alex Tanney, as you mentioned, uh, also as expected, becoming the new quarterbacks coach. Um, we've already sort of talked about this, Zach. But what do you make of the fact that it has happened and and moving forward with with Johnson in charge? I've only heard good things about Brian Johnson. Um, have spoken to him a number of times, and I've had positive interactions with him. Uh, players speak highly of him. Coaches speak highly of him. Uh, so yeah, I, I think he earned this promotion. There is. Um, a degree of, I don't, I don't want to use the term mystery, there's unknown in terms of how he'll do as a play caller. Shane Steichen was a really good play caller. Um, but what, Nick's, what Nick Sirianni emphasized is this is the Eagles' offense. And, and that was the case. I mean, Nick was adamant about that last offseason. He was adamant about that during the season. Said it again today. This is the Eagles' offense. So, Brian John, there's a new play caller, but the system doesn't change. And, uh, but I think this is a good opportunity for Brian. And look, I'm, he was, as, as we've said, he was going to be an OC either somewhere else or here. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's a head coach very soon. We say that, but it's also like if, he, if Shane Steichen didn't get the Colts job, what other jobs? Were, did we talk about this yesterday? What other jobs would have been available? I mean, I think that he, he probably was going to be an OC, but mm-hmm. if he had, maybe if he had read the leaves that Steichen wasn't leaving, then he would have gone somewhere else. Yeah, I think I Carolina think, probably would have been the sure. likely one, but. I think yeah. there was a, a a pretty good sense that I mean he interviewed at other places, right? And he reportedly got offers. Um, so he I, must have known that Shane was. Yeah, going. I, I I think the Eagles had a sense Shane was going, and I I think there's look despite what happened with Frank Reich, there's there's a relationship between the Eagles and the Colts. I, I think they knew where that was headed before the Super Bowl. I also think the the Marcus Johnson thing is maybe underplayed. Marcus here. Brady. Marcus Brady, sorry. Okay. Marcus Johnson, of course, the great Eagles wide receiver of, mm-hmm. and Colts wide receiver of years past. The, um, the Marcus Brady thing is, I think, a little underrated because if we're comparing this to 2018 when Frank Reich leaves and Mike Groh is promoted and nobody else really comes into the mm-hmm. staff, like if you're worried a little bit about uh, the brain drain, so to speak, I think we're probably – like Marcus Brady was an offensive coordinator. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's an important voice to have in the room that, make, that sort of guards a little bit against just – Losing people. You're right. Well said. And has you know has experience as a quarterbacks coach before that too. Uh, so you still have that that quarterback. Um, I was going to say quarterback factory. Uh, the quarterback incubator, I think, is the term a that much better word that was used um, when the Eagles had that Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, John DeFilippo staff. Uh, I, I mean, here you you have a case where Brian Johnson, college quarterback. Um, you know, you, you have Alex Tanney, NFL quarterback for 10 years. Uh, Marcus Brady been a quarterback coach in this league. I'm not positive his playing background. Uh, he, was, he was in the CFL. He calls, calls himself a reporter. <laughs> um, and, 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 and so, uh, so, you, so yeah, so I, I, I do think Marcus Brady is, is a good, um, you know, it's a good presence to have there. And then uh, Alex Tanney, who, who you can talk about. We've heard good things about him. Yeah, it was probably Nick's best answer during his press conference today. Was because Bo asked. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's probably true. Bo I think and... there's a direct correlation. I think most of his best answers probably come from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously not. 
Barely knows, guy barely knows my name. Um, oh, that's not. <laughs> there were a number of bows. Yeah. Shem Beckler. No, I mean he's. I th- I actually think your bow hit rate is the highest of any name hit rate in the past four months. No way. I mean, absolutely not. Yeah. You've been you've been counting. I've been counting, but when it happens that frequently, you notice. Did you think Nick's press conference went too long today? There's no such thing as too long. Mm. For a Nick press conference. <laughs> he had to clarify. <laughs> yes. I thought Howie's press conference was too short. <laughs> Howie's press conference. No they such cut, thing is too short. Uh, Howie's press conference, they cut off at 10 minutes. Or at, at really like nine minutes. And then, uh, yeah, Nick went longer because he had some long answers at the end. He got excited about your question. He got excited about Mike Garofolo's question. Um, he, got, yeah, he got excited about a few questions. Two pros. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what else there is really to say about Brian Johnson. Um, well, how do you think he'll do as a play caller? Impossible to say. Okay. But uh, I, I, think there's, I, think there is, um, I think there's reason for excitement. I think there is uh, – I think this is different than 2018 where it was yeah. like the backfilling of Frank Reich and, and Doug was still trying to sort of carry the weight of the staff. Um, and Doug called the plays. And Doug called the plays. I think that – um, when the Eagles hired Brian Johnson from Florida, I think they expected that this was that that he was not going to be a quarterbacks coach for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, he had that he had some play calling experience at Florida, right? Uh, I think I think people who watched the the offenses under him thought that that he knew what he was doing, like and he could he could design an offense well. Uh, I think from I mean Kyle Trask's numbers show that, right? Uh, and Dak Prescott's at Mississippi mm-hmm. State, right? Um, I think the way that Nick talked about him today, that, you know, he's a, he, how involved he's been in this, the scheming of, like, red zone plays and first 15 or whatever it is, um, tells you that he's been a part of that process to begin with. Why are you looking at me like you, you, you don't believe me? I'm looking at you. I'm listening to what you're saying. You're making eye contact. You're looking at me like you're making fun of me. <laughs> I can't win today, Marissa. I'm 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 listening to what he's saying. I'm looking. I'm listening. He's looking like, like, oh, that's interesting. Bo, that's Bo, there's that. Zach so, is a very like he he listens very well. So I thank I you. doubt that he's so, not listening to you. Yeah, I didn't say he wasn't listening. I just thought he was. Bo, Bo, you can read about it. It's it's called being an engaged listener. Okay, there's there. No, are, it wasn't that you weren't listening. It was the look on your face. There are certain um you, you know there we need time apart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have spent it's a lot the, the of time season, together. Th- there was not enough time in between the season. You guys that. got what, like six days? I gotta days? tell you, I was excited to see Bo when I came here. I was yeah. really excited to have a nice lunch together, <laughs> the three of us, not talking about business. Okay, so I think we should have shorter shows. Well, I mean, we did get something productive out of that. We are going to hopefully have a meetup or a yeah, live, live pod. Show. Another suggestion. Yes. Yeah. Like one that suggestion. Made before that I agree so, with. That, you, yes. you know? So it wasn't uh, all negative <laughs> from your perspective. I, look, <laughs> I, I mean, Bo is, Bo likes these, these, these small talk gatherings. Um, they hop yeah, I'm sorry. I, let, I, like, I, I consider you a friend and I'd yeah. like to hang out with a friend. I, I appreciate that. I thought I, you know I thought we were more than colleagues, but I, apparently not. Every time we're together, has to be has to be work, work, work. <laughs> um, Who sings that song, Zach? <laughs> work, work, work. Every day and every night. Is that? Oh, the song? No, I was thinking of uh, the other. What one. song is? That? <laughs> <laughs> I've been work, work, work. 
every day and every night. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, I I I remember that song when I was a kid. <laughs> work, work, work every day and every night. Yeah, so I was referring to Wait, the, is that a real song? <laughs> I mean, I could Google it. Ask the uh, do the commenters. Is this a real song? Is that a real song? Um, Maybe that's. I was the, referring uh, to the Rihanna song. Yeah, of course <laughs> you are. Uh, here, let me Google this because I definitely that is. I'm not making that up. That's a song that I. <laughs> I mean, I believe it. I believe it's a song you sang. It may be a song you made up. Okay, so I don't want to get into this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's a Passover oh, song. Nice. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right. for, the, for the slaves in Egypt, you know. Like, the work, oh, jeez. <laughs> As, wow! As, oh, I knew that song. Okay. I mean, I never know where this pod is gonna go. But that is one hundred percent somewhere I never thought yeah. the pod would go. All right, back to Brian yeah. Johnson. One of the songs I remember from my childhood: "Work, work, work every day and every night." I can't tell you anything about Rihanna, but Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> But I can tell you, work, work, work every day and every night because I heard that all the time when I was a kid. Um, all right, it's, I do have one Brian Johnson take. Yeah. Um, you know how we, we, we there was this ex- extensive external process about defensive coordinator, and we never heard anything about mm-hmm. external well, offensive coordinator interviews. And by the Rooney rule, the Eagles are required to interview yep. a minority candidate for every job, even if they are – interviewing minority candidates internally. internally. Yep. And Sirianni said today they interviewed one external candidate who is the offensive coordinator at Iowa State, yep. Nate Shieldhouse. Yep. Uh, that feels like a sham to me. A sham interview. Yes, I don't think that they took that seriously. Um, look, I, I think I, they I probably don't... knew that they were hiring Brian Johnson, but I don't think that is really under the... Uh, um, Spirit of the law. I mean, they they the gave rule, they gave uh, you know they, is it Shieldhaus? She, uh, I, I mean, believe they, it's pronounced Shieldhaus. Shieldhaus. Like, uh, they gave him an opportunity to <laughs> to interview for an NFL job, right? I, I mean, uh, so you, you yeah, know. but that's not. I mean, like the the charity of oh, you get to interview for an NFL job, like. If it's if it's a thing that you have no chance of getting, it's not really like look. I mean, I the I nicest thing to do. I very much believe in in you know obviously in the in the running role and the and the spirit and and making sure that. Uh, but yeah, the the spirit of it is to to bring different candidates, you know, in and so uh, to your point, did he have a decent chance for the job? I. Look, we had been hearing for weeks this was going to be Brian Johnson. So, well, did he have a? Brian Joe. Yeah, did he have a decent chance? I, I, I don't know. But the the uh, the the example you always hear is is that you know Mike Tomlin is someone who they the Stewart and I have exposure to at the time. I believe there was uh, Russ Grimm and Ken Wisenhunt, and he and he comes in and he did an outstanding job in the interview, and they hired him and. All these years later, he, he's he's one of the best coaches in the NFL in, in NFL history. Frankly, he's never had a losing record. He's won a Super Bowl, um, and he's someone who who like they did not know him. He was the Vikings defense coordinator for one year, um, and they had internal candidates Russ Graham and Ken Wisenhunt who were expected to be the head coaches when Bill Cowher stepped down. So, uh, look, uh, Nate Shieldhouse, um, I mean, Nick said very nice things about him. 
I I can't tell you. I don't want to say it was a sham interview because I don't know. Like I don't know enough about it. I just learned about it a, a few hours ago. But he did have an opportunity to to you know sit in front of a head coach. I assume a GM and. Uh, Look, I imagine this is going to be. I mean, this could be something he learns from and and puts him on on a good track here. He now, but he, from what I he so Tom Manning was their OC last year and yeah, this dismissed. guy doesn't even call plays. Well, well, no, he just got promoted to OC. From what I understand, right, right. So, like, so, um, but I mean, this is a it's a tricky situation because like it's an open secret that they're hiring Brian Johnson anyway. And so to get people to come for an interview is probably difficult, even if you are trying to take it seriously. And we could probably also debate whether the rule should even like be applicable in this situation, but it is, and it doesn't feel like this is a real. Yeah, like I, you know, he's going to the Iowa State pipeline. He's he's he, they're doing each other a favor. I, look, I I don't have enough information to say, but um, now that they did interview Nisha House. Um. Otherwise, uh, I think the one thing that nobody really talks about with Brian Johnson, I don't know if you know this, Zach, um, and this is probably the most important thing about him, he once uh, played for Jalen Hurts' dad and really <laughs> he knew Jalen for a long time. Yeah, he yeah he he, he did at, um, I believe, Baytown, High, at Baytown Lee, mm-hmm. I, I believe. Um, yeah, so, and Brian Johnson tried recruiting Jalen Hurts multiple times and could not get him to come play for him. Teamed up with the Eagles, but Jalen Hurts, or as we've said, Brian Johnson is credentialed in his own right. I thought what you're going to say is, what I also think because we're talking about the Rooney Rule, we should we should say it's important to note that the Eagles now have all three defense or all three coordinators are minority candidates. Yes, yeah, um, and and deservedly so. so. Um, and yeah, it's, they deserve to be minorities. No, they deserve to be the the. I mean, I mean, they're they're. Look, I, I, yeah, yeah. Michael Clay's in his third year. He's going into his third year. Sean Desai's been a coordinator before. We'll talk about him. Brian Johnson uh, certainly earned this role. And, yeah, the Eagles have not on Michael Clay, uh, Nick Sirianni said two weeks ago that he's coming back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I thought what you were going to say with Brian Johnson, he was, on the, he, was, he, was, he was on the cover of NCAA Football 2010, mm. uh, a game that I admittedly played. Um, <laughs> that's not like a bad <laughs> Uh, do you think Nick Sirianni played it? When he I'm sure that he played it, he was a he, he was an assistant coach at the time at IUP, I believe. Do you think? Mm, yeah, a, I bet he played it. Him and DK McDonald sharing a house. Do you think they played? They played NCAA football. You should ask him. I'd be happy. To, he's not there, but yeah. Okay, next time. Who was your <laughs> team in, in NCAA football? Uh, I didn't have like a team. I would I would change it up. You would do dynasty and did, yeah, yeah, and I would and I would move around. Okay. I always like doing Hawaii, just like the idea of being the Hawaii, trying to build a Hawaii powerhouse. I feel like the whack was was too easy though to to win games. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Where were you playing? Where was I playing? Well, I I would have Syracuse now change the conference. I I wasn't in the Big East, right? So switch them okay. to either the ACC or the Big Ten, and you know, um, run some people over. Yeah, I could program there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, why don't we take a break? We'll come back. We'll talk Sean Desai, what else we heard from uh, Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni, and uh, any more interpersonal feuds we need to talk about. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. 
You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back, Birds with Friends, Bo, Zach, and Marissa. And we turn our attention now to the defensive side of the ball where Sean Desai is the man who replaces Jonathan Gannon, most recently the assistant head coach for the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll let the cat out of the bag on this bad boy earlier in the afternoon, but the Eagles were still working on the uh, final details of the contract. Got it done just in time for the press conferences. That's what really matters. And, uh, Zach, I actually... I want to start with uh, what I thought was the newsiest answer today, which was uh, Nick Sirianni not committing to Denard Wilson remaining on the staff. Another question you asked. Look at <laughs> I mean, what can I say? I, mean, I just ask all the good questions. Jeez. You know, if I may say, the newsiest questions were the ones that I asked. Yeah. Um, I mean. <laughs> yes, Zach. Uh, I don't know. You tell me what he said about Quez Watkins, and we can. Jeez. <laughs> did you want to lead with that, or did you want to go to um, Joe? <laughs> so, yeah. So, what he said about um, Denard Wilson? Yeah, he 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 said that Denard Wilson's a really good coach, and he would love for him to be the defensive backs coach. But really, didn't come. He said they need to see how this shakes out, and that uh, uh, you know, I'm glad you because you asked it directly. I asked a question earlier, like how do you manage this? You know, I guess why did you go the external, dynamics, yeah. and how do you manage the staff dynamics? And I was alluding to Denard Wilson, but any other coach in there who 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 might have hoped to be the defense coordinator and. Yeah, Nick was. Um, I'm glad you asked that directly because I did not expect I did not expect that to be the answer. I don't know what jobs are out there in terms of who's right. who's, but there's always teams that could add a defensive pass game coordinator, things like that. You know, you can create a title. Uh, Denard Wilson's a good coach, and Denard Wilson's thought highly of. But clearly, the Eagles went external here, and uh, from from the sounds of it, the Eagles valued that coordinator experience. Mm. Right. Nick um, said that. Yeah. Yeah. And and so two years as a defensive coordinator, you know he's he's called it before. But conversely, someone, I mean, the only time for someone to become, you know, the only way to get experience is to get experience. And uh, so th- th- that is something Nick's gonna have to manage. And I thought that was an interesting answer. What did you make of it? Yeah, do you think he's in- not coming back? That's sort of what it sounded like, right? Um, basically, that like Desai is gonna have um, the opportunity to. Build the staff however he wants. And, and I would imagine that if you're Denard Wilson, you probably yeah. feel some kind of way about not getting the job, right? And if there is a uh, a lateral move you could make, you probably w- probably would want to. Um, but it also doesn't mean he's definitely not coming back. No. Um, and to your point uh, about Sean Desai potentially building a staff, he is, from from what I gather, uh, you know, defensive back background, right? Like, he, he was a safeties coach. Right. So, so maybe you know, that's a... Spot of the ball where he kind of wants his imprints on. Yeah. yeah. Now that said, Nick Sirianni took over that coaching job and kept Aaron Moorhead as the wide receivers coach. Right. So you never know. But um, it also doesn't sound um, as if uh, I think Pete Thamel reported recently that uh, your your boy uh, Jesse Minter was the runner up uh, for the the job. 
Was, did, he, did he report that? So I haven't. Had, my phone was dead, and um, you know, some people are prepared for the combine, and other people are not. I was honestly That's, surprised your phone was dead, Zach. I think this has happened. Didn't this happen at the Super Bowl too? You got a the, maybe you need a new phone. Yeah, I just got a new one. I wake up early and I'm, I'm texting from first thing in the morning. Yeah, but it should not keep die it plugged that in then. Yeah, I think you probably need. You right. might need a new. He's phone. trying to blame it on 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 working harder in the morning. <laughs> work, 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 work every day and every night, right? Um, so, uh, no, that, that that's a that's uh, it's it's interesting to see. I I thought, I mean, in all honesty, I thought that was a good question. I thought it was a good answer. Um, but I think it does. I mean, the Eagles did cast a wide net. I think the process was good here. Um, and I think that of the available candidates, it makes sense. I think I think there's reason to be excited about Desai. Um, you look at that Bears defense in 2021 that probably overperformed its talent level a little bit. I think they finished 14th in defensive DVOA, much better against the pass than against the run. So that's going to be uh, probably a carryover stylistically um, in terms of like the emphasis of the defense. I'm just I'm curious to see you know, how aggressive he's going to be, all that kind of stuff. And I, I think we'll have a chance to talk to both he and Brian Johnson probably in the coming weeks. So, uh, look, I think Nick Sirianni has a different read on defense than maybe some of our listeners do. Um, because I think Nick thought... He likes giving up points? I think he, he he likes having a top five defense that led the league in sacks. And, and uh, um, no, but... Uh, yeah, we actually did. We, we, we should probably talk about this because we, we heard from Jonathan Gannon today. And there were a lot of questions from Eagles reporters about the Super Bowl, and Zach sort of stood up and was trying to like take the the arrows on his back, like guys, guys, leave him alone. Uh, Bo, he that, did a great job, top five defense. Bo, stop! Come on, that, that's erroneous. That, 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 I mean, I've, yeah. Started crying. <laughs> I I mean, God forbid someone exercises nuance, right? Jeez, um, right, let me gather myself here. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, come on, if, Zach, fire back. Should we end the show? We're at 35 minutes. That's probably no, long I, enough. I'm not going to fire back. You know, I mean, do it. I'm going to take the higher road. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, and going back to Nick Sirianni, Nick, I, I, I think Nick views this like they have a good defense, they have a good system, and he doesn't want to have a a. He doesn't want change. The, he doesn't want change what's working. He doesn't view it like. You know when when you're bringing in someone who's the opposite of the guy who who was there before. Now, I mean, if they're in the Super Bowl again, they need to have a better game plan than they had, right? They did not do well enough against Patrick Mahomes. Um, I mean, there are you know a lot of defensive coordinators who can certainly empathize with that too. Every one of them has done better than the Eagles did, but yeah. Um. So. Uh, so I I I think that uh, that. Uh, they like philosophically, schematically, were not looking for a change. But whenever you have a different person, you're gonna have have you know, different personality, different um, a, a way of calling games, different way of conducting things. And so Sean decides his own person. He has independent experience, and I I like that 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 Nick looked externally. I, I think that's important to do. Um, so I, I uh, yeah, I I think it's it's gonna be the reason I'm um, kind of hesitating here is I don't know what this defense is going to look like personnel-wise. And I, I think you kind of Absolutely build your true. scheme around your personnel. Uh, the Eagles could play a certain way this year because they had Darius Slate and James Bradbury as their corners. 
Tell me who that second corner is going to be. Tell me who your safeties are going to be. Tell me who your linebackers are going to be. Frankly, tell me who your pass rushing defensive tackles are going to be, right? Like, there's so much unknown with this defense that it's hard for me to say they're going to play this way or they're going to play that way. Um, you can you can play a certain way when you have two lockdown corners that I don't know if they're going to be in that situation next year. I mean, I, James Bradbury won't be back, right? James Bradbury is going to get paid somewhere else. Uh, now, if the Eagles draft a corner in the top 10 who has the type of, you know, effect on the defense that Sauce Gardner had in, with the Jets, then, um, I, mean, you, I mean, you're in a good situation. But if you're trying to figure out that second corner spot and you're vulnerable there, there are things you need to do coverage-wise to account for that. Um, if the Eagles don't have the internal pressure that Javon Hargrave gave them, right, if they turn to Jordan Davis and Milton Williams and, you know, player X, or... I he, think the answers to your questions are, Reed Blankenship, Marcus Epps, first-round pick, Nicobe Dean, free agent, Milton Williams, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, second-round pick. Interesting. Wow. That's not as good a defense personnel-wise. You're, you're no, really, it's not. You're really counting on... I mean, you're, you're counting on... Jordan Davis uh, to make a Javon Hargrave instead of Fletcher Cox. Okay. Well, well, I mean, Javon. Yeah, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I, I yeah. mean, Flu World Order is going to be. It's going to be fantastic. Yes. I can't wait for Friday. One of us, right? Um, oh, I, I mean, personally, I like to discuss Eagles topics on the show, and so a game that is built around really diving deep into the Eagles' decision-making process, I think, is good for our listeners. You sometimes, I know, prefer this sort of nonsense. The nonsense. Yeah. Do you, you want to remind them what for, Flu World Order is? As if they, they don't. Know. The people who drop off after an hour and 20 minutes don't know, but <laughs> the real sickos know. Flu World Order, we get the, we give all the potential uh, free agent departures and or, or trade possibilities, and we rank the likelihood that they'll be back in Philadelphia, and I win the game. Just just take a moment. Just take a moment there to think about what you said. The people who drop off after an hour and 20 minutes. Do you know how long an hour and 20 minutes is? 80 minutes. Yes. Do you, do you realize, like, like how much disposable time do you have that an hour and 20 minutes? Says just, Mr. Podcast. So, like, oh, I, I listened to a great podcast the other day yes. with, um, I don't know, Billy King. I would love to listen to a Billy King podcast. I, I I can tell you what I do, whether I'm driving for 30 minutes or, um, you know, taking a walk or a bike ride or, or something else for 30 minutes. Um, I listen at one and a half speed. Freaky. A 45-minute podcast at one and a half speed. speed or, or I'm sorry. For 30 minutes at one and a half speed, I can listen to a 45-minute podcast, right? So that's, that's, that's basically, I, I usually get to the 45-minute mark of a podcast. And then drop off? So I you're the problem. <laughs> I mean, I can pull up the data here if you want, Bo, but. Yeah, you know what the data says? The data says this is the best podcast in the company. That's what the <laughs> data says. Well, I agree with that. We are the best podcast in the company. Okay. Yeah. You know, my boss, We've John, is boss sitting right, right here. here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he just gave a big thumbs up. He said, absolutely. <laughs> and clapped right. a and few he, times. He's actually handing us all money. He's <laughs> just, congratulations, guys. Yep. Um. I think, I think, generally speaking, relative to Desai and Johnson, as like the day that the Eagles fill out the staff, I think there is reason to be excited. Um, mm. Relative to like having to hire this late in the cycle, given the options available to them, I think I think they did pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I like 
I think we can trust that the defensive coordinator process was well run because they brought in all of these interesting external candidates. Yeah. Um, they found uh, a good fit. I think that even like, you know, Vic Fangio would have been great. Um, and probably, probably the Eagles would have tried to keep him if um, they knew Gannon was leaving sooner. But I also think that it would have been, we talked about this relative to Mike Zimmer, but like it would have been a different dynamic in the building, right? With mm-hmm. having sort of an old crusty guy with Nick Sirianni. Um, and I think that, uh, I, I think like that this staff that has been so built on like youthful energy and like really good teachers, like there is no one described more as a teacher than Sean Desai who got his doctorate while uh, coaching at Temple. I know you love a... Um, uh, a Philly guy got his doctorate in education and was an adjunct pr- professor exactly. while he was being uh, an assistant football coach at Temple. So, so uh, uh, real quick, if there are any of our listeners who were in one of his classes, email me at Ooh. zberman at theathletic.com, okay? Uh, or my DMs are open. You can you can drop in on my DMs. Should I put your phone number in there? <laughs> um, don't do that right now, but I'd be happy to give you my phone number if – if you uh, were in his class, yeah, uh, it's, w- it's a good pitch. I, I yeah, I would love to find out more. So uh, that's an open invitation. Or you can DM me, and I'll write the story instead. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. DM Zach. Well, what what was the class called? Oh, I don't know actually. I don't know either. I want to find that out. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a guy who like everything you hear about him is that he is uh, like you know it, it, just as like the first sentence of everybody talking about Brian Johnson is about. Jalen Hurts, the first sentence you always hear about Sean Desai is like, boy, is this guy smart. Uh, yeah, and, and like he, you have to be a hard worker um, and have the ability to make an impact on, on people around you to get from where he was at Temple, right, to, to where he is now. Um, if, if you talk to people who were, you know, at Temple at the time, it's, it's not like they're like this guy is going to be a defensive coordinator one day. You, you, you know that 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 that's not um, for the role he was in. That's not the track to lead to an NFL defensive coordinator. So you have to work your rear end off, and you have to be smart, and you have to be creative, and you have to have the ability to connect with people and resonate with people uh, to get from where he is to where he is, from where he was to where he is. So I'm looking forward to meeting him and learning more about his story. And uh, we'll, we'll see how he does on Sunday. And a real full circle moment for Birds with Friends that we now have a uh, hashtag Sports Indian. If we can uh, gentrify that uh, topic without Shield here, the three of us white people talking about <laughs> Sports Indians. It's exciting. So that's good. Um, we miss Shield. Yeah, I miss, I, I miss having him around here. Yeah. Maybe if he had come to lunch, Zach wouldn't have been quite so business heavy. <laughs> I I don't think I need to apologize for trying to improve the show with the people that were that I do the show with. I don't think I just you want do to either, hang out with my friends, man. Okay, <laughs> all right. I just want to have a nice lunch. I don't think it's mutually exclusive, right? I enjoy I enjoy the show. I enjoy getting better, right? I mean, disagree. You're either standing right. still or you're falling. You know, no, get I mean sometimes sometimes it's okay to take a pause and just hang out with your friends. Okay. When that day comes, let me know. Okay. Yeah. Are you like this, like with your with your non work friends? Are you are you in those situations trying to still get better? Like you hang out yes. with your buddy, and you're like, okay, yes. what can I do better? A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. I'm like that. That's so exhausting. 
It's, it, it, like that's how that's how you avoid complacency, right? Sometimes it's okay to be complacent. Yeah, maybe you need like an hour a day that you like. Yeah, you know, you just mean, decompress. Just like just like, one hour. Like, I mean, like your boy has his fit like fifteen minutes of uh, uh, serendipity. Maybe you could maybe you could take twenty minutes of complacency. Who's 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 that? Who are you talking? Hinky. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Look, I I think it's part of having a growth mindset, right? I I, I don't think it's a. I mean, we don't have to get into it here. I, I, I just, I, there's some things that I would like be embarrassed by or apologize for. That's, that's not one of them. Coming to a lunch with my coworkers prepared to figure out how to improve the show is, is a good, like that. Sloan, it's so good to see you. I've missed you so much. What can I do better on the podcast? <laughs> I mean, I talk to my kids about like, uh, you know, what, how, oh, how good. they can, yeah. Like, yeah. how they can, yeah. Yeah. Or, okay. or I'll, I mean, look, we don't need to talk about me, but I, it's a, it's a question that I ask all the time. What can, what can be done better? I will say as like being, you know, we're all in person. It's really cool watching you guys in action and like, you know, talking to the people you have to talk to and with your notebooks and, you know, so you both work very hard. Yes. Your little notepads. I like it. You know, you. you both work very hard and you, you need to credit yourself a little more, Zach, and not knock yourself down. Amen. What's your takeaway from? From uh, seeing us in, in a social setting last night, I thought it was great. Yeah, and you guys boy, are Marissa, mingling. I mean, talk about pounding drinks, Marissa. Gosh, <laughs> I had so many waters. I did have a lemonade. We went to dinner, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a lemonade. Be real wild over here. Good for you. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay. Let's uh, let's talk about Howie Roseman. Yes, let's talk about Howie. <laughs> I mean, you only talked for nine minutes, as you said. But what did you learn from general manager? So, I I don't think I think there's gonna be a lot of guys who aren't back next year. Oh, yeah. In um, nine minutes. Yeah, nine minutes. I mean, look, he he can't really talk about free right. agencies. Now he 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 did say at at one point, like he was asked. Uh, it's hard to hear the questions, um, but you hear the answers. The questions was about like the benefit of having a quarterback on a rookie contract, and he he, he talked about you're getting this question before we pay our quarterback. Mm. Um, like he's, I mean, I don't think, I don't think Howie would make much of a like. I don't think he's gonna play coy. They want they want to keep Jalen Hurts. They're gonna that's that's the big part of this offseason is is when how yeah. much what's it look like right? But they have so many free agents and. I I mean I think they they recognize that they're gonna have a hard time. He he said it when he was on the podium two weeks ago about how they're going to get comp picks. Like he was yeah. adamant about that. And as we get closer to free agency here, there were a lot of questions about you know there was there was one question like do you make offers to every one of your guys? And he's like, you don't want to insult them. Right? Like these guys have earned markets. Yeah, I thought that was a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um. He's like you know they've they've reached this point for a reason. The Eagles have numbers in mind. They would, they'll they'll give the range that they might be willing to go, but they recognize they they just can't get to some of these numbers. They 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 have too many good players who have expiring contracts. Um, 
But I also think that the Eagles view this internally like they have a lot of guys back on offense in particular, mm-hmm. and they they have a lot of opportunities in the draft to add quality players, and they're going to need to hit picks. I mean, that's a big part of this. And they're going to need, like, Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean. They're going to need those guys to turn into real quality players for them. Um, but I I get the sense that, well, I guess we'll talk about in Flu World Order on Friday. Thank you. But... Um, but that there's a lot of like if you're, my good graces. if you're doing a stay or go thing here, uh, there's a lot of goes on that list. I think that's right. And it's also um, like an interesting, not that this is a good thing, but the fact that they're turning over the defensive staff anyway, mm-hmm. like it's not like they're losing continuity uh, on one side. It's like they're, they were going to be, this is going to be a totally new, new defense anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, there's only going to be four or five defensive holdovers who are, who are starters. Right. Um, and I think that like, I think they're going to lean heavily into like, we're, we, we need to have an elite offense and we need to just sort of get by on defense. Like, I don't think they're, they're not going to be able to build out the kind of defensive personnel that, that they had last year. It's just, it's not mathematically possible. Right. Yeah. Um, at, at least talent wise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, unless, unless a couple Employees, guys pop. Yeah. Like take a leap or they draft really well. Yeah. Um, it's going to be like, I, I think we should expect them to be a, like a you know very middle of the road defense next year, even if Sean Desai is awesome. Um, yeah. I just like the, the the there's there's regression baked in to begin with. There's injury luck baked in to, to begin with, but also the personnel is just not going to be as good. I mean, you're you're you have a starting point of you have three guys who you're expecting to believe to be blue chip players from the jump, and that's Reddick, Sweat, and Slay. Okay, right. You need those three guys a to be healthy, which is never a given. Right. And b you can't have like a drop off in whether it's age regression or production regression. You can't have that. So Sweat needs to have a huge year. I mean, Reddick needs to have a huge year. Slay cannot drop off. I mean, this is that's you start with those three, and then you obviously need development from Davis and from and from Dean. Um, and then they're they're gonna. Have to, I mean, Both they can. Williams, yeah. Yeah, they can be opportunistic, like. You know, you meant I, I. I thought when when you were outlining how they could fill those spots, and you said linebacker and free agency. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. They can be opportunistic there. They can they can find if 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 you evaluate correctly, which they haven't typically done at linebacker. Right. Um. But you can find someone. There on will the be G- a there will be a a second week of free agency exactly. starting yeah. caliber linebacker available for three million dollars. Yeah. And and look, I mean, I've 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 tried <laughs> to. Like, look at what the Eagles didn't do as well in 2018, 2019, 2020 compared to 2017. And there's a lot of, like, big-picture philosophical things I can point to. But the other part is they hit on guys at, at, like, an alarmingly high rate in 2017, and they did not have the same success in 2018. If they hit on, like, Haloti Nada and Mike Wallace and you go on to, you know, um, who else? There was was Paul Worlow that year or was that the year before? No, it was the year before, right? Um, yeah, it, it, like so. No, no, he, yeah. Oh, yeah, he might have been that year. Yeah, so yeah, I believe he was that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if 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 they hit on those guys with their at the same rate that they hit on like uh, you know the, the the Tory Smith and Chris Long and Patrick Robinson, but I also it's a different think that there was there there was too much sentimentality in, in oh, terms absolutely. of bringing guys back yeah. from that that uh, team, and I I I one don't think they're going to make the same mistakes this year, and I also yeah. think there are fewer opportunities to make those same mistakes. True. Like, um, the guys who are like they're really sentimental about, like if Jason Kelsey wants to come back, he's going to yeah. come back. Um, if Brandon Graham wants to come back, 
if the price is right, he's probably going to come back, and I think that's fine. He's a rotational player anyway. You know, Lane, you know, and Fletcher Cox, I guess we'll find out. But like, there are, there are fewer of those long-term guys left um, for them to be sentimental about. Yes, you're right. You're right. But when I talk about the lottery tickets, like when you sign Kaiser White the second week of free agency, and you tr- and and James Bradbury's available the week after the draft, and you're able to trade for C.J. Gardner Johnson, right? right? Like it, it, you don't know if you're going to have that same hit rate next year. So um, it could look different based on on that success rate as well. We can get to this in flu world order, but I think that uh, to your to your blue chippers point on mm-hmm. defense. It feels like they probably bring back either Hargrave or Gardner Johnson. I agree. Yeah. Right. Um, and I guess that sort of depends on what the markets are for both those guys. I would probably, I would say it's more likely that they bring back neither than that they bring back both. Oh, would I would agree. agree with that? Yeah, okay. I would agree. And I think, uh, you know, I, I thought you did really good write-ups in our top 150, which you can check out on the Athletic. Um, but I mean, both those guys are going to be in demand. Both of them are. The, I mean, they're the. I mean, we can quibble about whether C.J. Garner-Johnson's the best safety available because Jesse Bates is a really good player as well. But C.J.'s up there. Javon Hargrave's the best interior um, pass rusher available. And he's he's going to get paid. But the Eagles really value interior pass rush, like big time. And and, and so now there's debate about whether you pay a 30-year-old Javon Hargrave. Um, and they evaluated Javon correctly last time. So we'll see. Mm. Sorry, I got a cute picture of Jane from school. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, one thing with Nick Sirianni, I mean, you mocked it, but I, I asked about the uh, third receiver spot. It was a good answer. It was a good question. I was just... And uh, because we've talked, like, are they going to upgrade the Quez Watkins spot in the right. offense? And he he defended Quez and Zach Pascal, right, who he kind of combined right. as one number three receiver. And, and, yeah, he's they didn't have the same opportunities. Quez didn't have the same opportunities that he had the year before, right? But there were also opportunities that I don't think Quest took advantage of. Either. Yeah, I think I think yeah. I think if if he's he's right that there were fewer opportunities, but the root of yeah. your question and the root of the frustration yeah. and the root of what Quest Watkins admitted yes. in, in the locker room uh, on the last day of availability is that he didn't take advantage of these opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And, and so and, and you had a good in the Super Bowl, and, like. and you had a good piece on an all thirty-two um, last week. See, about, this is hard. This is like you keep giving me. You did a good job, and it feels like I have to give you one back, but then it feels like I'm only saying it because you said it, which no. makes it so, no, I, I don't know, it's tough. Um, yeah, where you, you were talking about potential cap casualties, and yeah, you mentioned yeah. Quez Watkins, and look, I don't think... But I said more of a trade. Trade cap. Yeah, yeah. exactly. they can clear like two, yeah. two and a half million dollars. And so I've, I've spoken to people who really know this, who know about this team. Okay, on the outside and on the inside, mm. who say like they should really go offense heavy early in the draft, and, and you need to load up on offense. I and think that makes sense to me. And I understand it philosophically, but well, like, not wide receiver. I don't think wide yeah, receiver. So, the, the first so, round. so that's yeah. what it's like. You need to like just imagine what this offense would look like with a dynamic, you know, with a with a Jalen Hyatt yeah. or a Jackson Smith Jabba, or you know, I mean, you know. Um, I don't think I love that. I don't think I love that because you are gonna you're gonna pay Devonte. Mm-hmm. You're gonna pay. Obviously, AJ Brown is already paid. Mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard. Dallas Got now, like I think a sneaky possibility is for them to use like another another do the Dallas Goddard thing again and oh. use like a second round pick on a Oh. Wasn't there someone who talked about this like two months ago on yeah, this podcast? Because he's twenty eight years old. And you were one? like yeah. a tight end in well, the, at number thirty? No way. Well, I, I think it would be a bad pick. Uh a bad use of resources, but I think it's a possibility that they do it. So what I try to do on this podcast is n- not 
not I just... don't even remember this conversation. <laughs> like, Honestly, Marissa, do you remember it? It I was don't... probably it was probably I in minute ninety five. Said... <laughs> and I, I talked about Darnell Washington, and yes. no, I do remember. And Bo was like, "If they draft a tight end in the first round, that would be the at, worst." At ten or thirty one. Thirty one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at that I said the that second... doesn't sound like me. <laughs> I mean, we do, we do enough hours I of the mean, show that if you could tell me like around when it was, I could yeah. go back and listen to the tape. Yeah, it doesn't sound like me. <laughs> I think it's a possibility. I but I, I I think the I think the overarching philosophy though is that the Eagles' path forward to continued Super Bowl relevance is probably not going to be building an all-around roster like they had in 2022. Yeah. I think their path to being Super Bowl relevant is building one of the three best offenses in the league year in year out, and hoping that they can continue that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and we're I and just hoping that you get, you know, some Chiefs like, uh, uh, like variability week to week on defense. That sometimes it's good enough. Yeah, um, but no, to circle back to, because as as we're talking about how how they would spend their drafts, it just like the fact that how it keeps mentioning this comp pick thing shows you that they're expecting to, like to lose enough guys that this formula really plays in and, their favor. I mean. It, He's right. Like, just the math of it is yeah. is crazy. Who were who were um, the guys they get the biggest comp picks for? A uh, Javon, CJ, uh, Bradbury, uh, Miles Sanders potentially. Um, Isaac Samalu might yeah. be the highest paid guard on the market, right? So, uh, I I don't know what Miles' market's going to be, but that's but why. Like, if if they let Hargrave and Garner Johnson go, that's probably two third round picks that they're getting in 2023. I mean, probably, I, I would say Bradbury too, right? It's next, yeah, the picture next season, right? Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they and, have next season. And like Isaac, there's going to be teams I think so. that yeah. have Isaac at the top of their offensive line board. Michael said that when he was on, that he thinks he, yeah. he'll get paid. Now, I think I'd go, I'd go obviously Michael Dunn won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now the rub we here. Did, we, we, we should say we did get Michael Dunn to join us at yeah, lunch after yes. things had already gotten a little bit feisty yeah. and his presence obviously calmed us all down. He's, <laughs> And tells yeah. you what kind of a good teammate. Well he is. dressed, man. He <laughs> I texted smelling him like, good. He, yeah. ran, he he was working out and he made, took a quick shower and Ubered there and we saw him running in. It was pretty oh, yeah. comical. And he did not see us. And he suffered from uh, the, the same problem we all suffer from is <laughs> you know, if you do a workout, you take a shower. Yeah. Absolutely guaranteed to just be sweating your face off <laughs> for the next twenty minutes. Like, <laughs> he sat down at the table. No I'm chance. Like, Why are you sweating? You Ubered here. <laughs> uh, but man, I mean, he, yeah, great company. Like, just just awesome company is is fun to talk he's to. So funny, knows the stuff too. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell him he's funny. I he knows he's, he's not funny. funny. By the way, big, big great team, timing. A, a big team bow guy on in terms of the length of the podcast. Oh yeah, we we brought this up, and I mean, of course, we brought it up as the first thing yeah. we had to ask him. And he and was he like, he likes the length of the episodes. Yeah, but then he also gets all this free time from me. So, <laughs> so that's what he said. He said he said he has a lot of. He said he, it's like his background music, right? He he doesn't. Yeah. Um, he does usually listen live. I'm not sure if he's listening live right now, but um, yeah. So he said he said you know those people who like listen to it on their commutes. Yeah. Or he's like I don't have one of those. Yeah. Which is I th- I would imagine what a lot of your podcast audience is. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He, and he also has, you know, a lot more free time in the offseason than. I mean, I'm doing the show for Michael, and so if he says yeah. longer, we'll go longer. I mean, what I, I, there is one thing I, I I do hear from people who who listen as they do the dishes or yes. like household chores, things of that nature. Mm. Yeah. Walk the dog. Yes. Walk, walk the dog. The dog. How long's a dog walk? I'm not a dog guy. How long's the dog walk? Thirty minutes. Oh, boom! There we go. You listen to one yeah, and a half we speed. We are never doing a half an hour podcast. That's no, you do a forty-five minutes at one and a half speed, and you're good. Yeah. No. 
Not gonna happen. <laughs> Never. As we as we hit the fifty nine minute mark. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're we're um, close to one hour. We actually are gonna wrap this one up soon because uh, because you got be, plans. Yes. No, because <laughs> when we do three shows a week, you can go a little bit shorter. We're gonna do one or two shows a week. They can be stretched out a little bit. <laughs> okay. Your last night in Indy. This is. I mean, you got to you got to paint the town tonight. Not really. I'm happy to happy to not do that. <laughs> Get is, out of town tomorrow. I'm not the one. I'm not the one staying here until Friday, so I can uh, hobnob with uh, all the heavy hitters. First off, I'm staying till Thursday night, and I am I am there. I'm here to work and to work, work, work. Yeah, okay. well, yeah. So am I. Day. That yes. is work. Yeah. So no, I mean this is this is like Peyton Manning's last night in Indy. You know, you got <laughs> this nonsense. <laughs> you can find him at St. Elmo's. Listen, no, I'm not going to St. Elmo's. Where are you going? I'm going to be. Tonight? I'm going to be. I'm going to be tracking down. Yeah, you got any big dinner be, plans tonight? Where are you going to dinner Mr. tonight, Sirianni, <laughs> and asking him the questions that need to be asked. That's what I'm going to be yeah. doing. Like, did you play NCAA football 2010 with Brian Johnson? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, all right. Is there uh, anything else that we didn't cover from today? Um, no. So they still have an open. Oh well. So here's here's one small thing. The Jonathan Gannon Nothing thing. Small. The Jonathan Gannon thing. Uh, we did. We we oh, discussed yeah, we that. Talk about that. And. Gannon was asked uh, three times about the Super Bowl and answered it twice and then didn't really want to get into it anymore, took responsibility, said there were things he could have done better, but was purposefully vague. And Look, he, he, he could have and should have given a, be- he, he given a better answer there. I, I, I think he probably looked at it like... Okay, yeah, I mean, that does, at this point, yeah. it doesn't serve him really. Exactly. Like, like, guys, I'm not there anymore. You know, deal with it. You asked him, I think, how would you rank, like, your five biggest accomplishments no. as Eagles defensive coordinator? No, I, I, I did not ask that. Um, uh, but I, There I, was one really interesting thing he said, and this was a question that you asked. Oh, I thought so, we only mocked the questions so I asked. Zach got the best answer out again, and that tells you <laughs> that he and JG are really simpatico. Um, you asked him a good, a good question about the, uh, the dynamics of building his staff and, like, poaching from Nick. Yeah, uh, because we know that Nick Rallis was named his defensive coordinator, and he said something very interesting. That like, uh, he said they had they had talked about it beforehand, but then he goes, "But I I made one I made one mistake and I and I had to apologize for that." What do you think that was? What do you think he meant by that? And he then <laughs> yeah obviously he, he, the he would not was, say what, what was the it mistake, is. and then he said yeah uh, so I'm not go into it, so unless he was referring to someone that he tried to get uh, that was blocked, and I I haven't heard that to be the case. My guess. Is it was taking Nick uh, Nick Rouse with him now because he was allowed to like like because legally a, because right. it was a uh, when I say legally that's not he was allowed to within the rules because it was a promotion for Nick Rouse right. right um so you know Nick Rouse was the linebackers coach here and he got you you can't block someone from getting promoted um but there sometimes is like a a gentleman's understanding like you hire your own staff. Which is ironic because Nick Sirianni brought Jonathan Gannon with him. Right. Um, you know. Uh, and his thing was like he was going to get a defensive coordinator job anyway. Yeah, so exactly. Franklin, right. Yeah. And so maybe Nick Rallis, uh, that was not the case with Nick Rallis. But, but it was so weird because when, like. Uh, I don't know if it was Nick Rallis, by the way. I'm just I'm speculating know. here. Yeah, I'm speculating. But it's so odd because, like, we we heard through the grapevine that, like, if JG gets yeah. a job, he's bringing Rallis with him. Right? Yeah. And so if that was what it was, yeah. then what was I mean, the. But it sounds like whatever whatever it was. Nick was pissed Nick at him was for bit, something, yeah. and he had to apologize. Well, Nick's got a temper. I, yeah, I think Nick's hard on those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick's got a temper, but I would also, I mean, candidly, I would say if if Nick and I were having a conversation, uh, I mean, not to defend Jonathan or Nick Rouse, that's what we're well, talking about here. Your, yeah. <laughs> I would Your say, corner. like, think back to how, well, 
like 34-year-old or 35-year-old Nick Sirianni coaching wide receivers for the Chargers must have thought when Frank Wright got the head coaching job and you know wanted to bring him to be the OC in Indianapolis. Now, I know it's not like Frank Reich isn't leaving the staff and bringing the guy with him, but you want your guys to progress. You want your guys to go on that track, and this is a chance for Nick Rowles to call defense. So, But I don't know if it yeah, was I think, the uh, yeah. I wonder. I mean, I, I don't wonder, know the I wonder if it was like an order of operations thing. Like, oh, he like went ahead and did it without yeah. asking Nick for permission gotcha. or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I always like. I mean, I get you want to keep your staff strong, but my inclination is always like, you know, if they're getting a better job, be happy for your guys, right? Like, yeah, like, look, it, if if I was a head coach or hiring coordinator or something like that, and it got and someone wanted to leave, my mindset was be, all right, I'm gonna hire someone better than you. I'm gonna replace you with someone better, right? Like, like you go and let's 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 view this as an opportunity. This doesn't happen to us. This happens for us, right? That's how I would look at it. When do you think you're gonna start like the motivational speaker circuit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, After the adjunct circuit. When we do something on a cameo that gets me fired, right? So. <laughs> He's referring to a cameo we had today in which he was asked to peck nest migrate, um, being Indian, being Jewish, and uh, having gone to Maryland. Unfortunately, none of you will ever know the answer to that question. Zach obviously did not answer the question. Let's make that very clear. I don't even think the listeners need to, need to even think that. Yeah. All right. Anything else we should talk about? Or anything else from Gannon that was relevant? The Super Bowl, I mean, look, he, he didn't give answers that I think would satisfy the fan base, and... I was curious about the thing that he told Peter King about uh, yeah, good question. Lurie good um, question. Uh, wanting to pay him like a head coach's salary to keep him. But it was weird because he said that that conversation happened in like the post-game, like post-Super Bowl. Oh, no, I think you, he said after the Super Bowl. I don't think he meant like directly after Super Bowl. I meant like uh, after, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, like I guess the, that makes sense. But yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Look, I think. I don't, I don't think he didn't, he didn't give us too much clarity on that. But. Yeah. I think Jonathan was 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 ready to go when, when like I think he was like well I mean it's, yeah. yeah but but you get a head, chance to be a head yeah. coach you take the chance to be a head coach like uh, oh I definitely agree there I definitely agree there you but think he wanted out of dodge I just think he was like you know like the sentiment like all right you can pay me what yeah, I what were, I would you make someone too clingy maybe no I don't think it was that I, I don't think it was that <laughs> um, <laughs> no I I think that uh, you know there's there was a school of thought I, I I did hear from some people who were saying like. Look, if you pay him this salary, I mean, there's there's gonna be a job that comes open soon that's better than Arizona, right? Like, what if I I don't know I don't want that right? You're gonna have to replace him eventually anyway. Like, no, no, yeah, no. no, no. Like from his perspective, like if you're gonna get paid this salary anyways, yeah. um, then you can be a little more selective about where you but go. There's no guarantees. A, there's yeah. no guarantees, and B, I I think like I think you take the I think job. and I think he was ready. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I think. I <laughs> think Professor Selman. He wanted to get he wanted to get away from Deniz. So yeah, yeah Deniz yeah, Deniz has has some minions as I've learned as well. So Okay. Marissa, how are you? I'm great. Yeah. Just want you guys to get along. We do get along. I I, I got to, I so enjoy Bo's company, honestly. I, I That's what I was hoping to have. I was hoping to have your company. Bo, I've had drinks with you the past two nights. I've I've uh Boy, was he putting them back? <laughs> No, that's not true. That's not true. I definitely not stumbling true. Stumbling around. Zach literally showed us his sleep thing. He slept five hours last night. That's not bad. I'm like, do you ever sleep more than eight hours? I don't think he could find one that he slept more than eight hours. Crazy. I mean, I could. I just have to go back and find it. <laughs> like yeah. go like eight years. Couple, like a couple years. I yeah. can tell you when it was, actually. If, if I mean, that's a bad podcast. 
<laughs> All right. Um, I think we can probably wrap this bad boy up. Yeah. Cool one hour, six minutes. Yeah. Real tight. Yeah. Real tight. <laughs> as Zach rolls his eyes. Look at his award count, Bo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's start it. Oh, no. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say some conversations were had. <laughs> Both try to be limited someone, in the written form someone, and the audio form. Someone had to stand up for the masses. Okay? No one someone puts, had to be Spartacus. No one puts a word count on Bo Wolf. No one puts Bo Wolf in a corner. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. Someone had to step up. Okay. Um I mean among many other people. Okay. So for uh well for the rest of the week. Uh, nothing else Eagles-wise this week. Now that the the staff has been mostly finalized, obviously they'll they'll work on building out the defensive staff. Well, the staff hasn't been finalized. We should say they don't have a linebackers coach right now. Did you f- listen to the rest? Oh, of the yeah, sentence yeah, they that built I said? the defensive staff. Okay, sorry, the coordinator's been finalized. <laughs> Correct. Sorry. Okay. I mean, did the Phillies make a trade? <laughs> I mean, I haven't looked at my. I mean, I'm you were so eager to jump in, it's you didn't even let me finish. You didn't even l- listen to the thing that I said that clarified what you were jumping in on. Yeah, you're right. Proceed. Um, what happened to the active listener? What happened to no one's a better listener? Like he was closing the show. <laughs> You're right. I'm I'm taking the headphones off. Oh. All right. Uh, and so we'll be back on Friday with the much anticipated flu world order. Easily the most anticipated flu world order in Birds with Friends history. Can't wait for that. So uh, we'll see you then. For Zach and Marissa and Nick, thanks again for joining us on the show. We appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk to you on Friday. As always, we love you.